This reading from Matthew chapter 10 is a reading about discipleship. Now in each of the Gospels, there's a different presentation of discipleship. In the Gospel of of Matthew, you you see that it's very much, there's an emphasis on the Word of God. He mentions prophets here. In the Gospel of Mark, it's, it's doing mighty deeds. When Jesus sends the apostles out as to, to make disciples of all nations, he says that you will do the same works that he does. In the Gospel of Luke, the, the symbol of, of discipleship is in service to the poor. In the Gospel of John, it's to be the beloved disciple. And so here there's, there's three things that he points out in discipleship. The first is not everybody, or not just anybody, is worthy. The second is a disciple receives from God, and when he receives, he gives to others, and in their reception of him, they're receiving Jesus. And the third is that God is the one who gives the gift. So worthiness, receiving, and God's gift. When we read these words from Matthew about worthiness, you, we, you know, says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. You know, the, you know, there's a lot of things from the Gospel of John or the letters of John you could put in a Hallmark card, but this line from the Ma- Gospel of Matthew, you could not put this in a Hallmark card. <laughs> Happy birthday. You are not worthy of the Gospel if you do not. <laughs> it really wouldn't be a good, uh, don't, don't use that one. But what is he talking about here? I mean, it, it doesn't gentle Jesus accept everybody and anybody? Well, he's not talking about being a son or daughter of God. Everyone is made in the image and likeness of God. And so even if someone is a complete pagan, in some sense, they're a child of God. And in fact, all of us, before our baptism, we were all pagans. The image and likeness of God had been lost because of sin. And that's what St. Paul is talking about in the second reading today. He says that in your baptism, you died with Christ. Who dies? Sinners. And we're all sinners. St. Paul says earlier in the gospel, or in in his letter to the Romans, Romans chapter 1, he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But thanks be to God that we have been saved through Jesus Christ. None of us are worthy. We are made worthy. Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, came down and in his humanity he restored the image and likeness of God to each one of us through our baptism. So that when we receive the body of Christ, we're receiving not only God, but our true selves. 
And if we believe this, if we believe that we are saved by the grace of God that comes to us in the sacraments, then when we hear these words of worthiness, we hear an invitation. Is it worth giving up anything in this world to follow Jesus? Absolutely. Because what is he going to do? He's going to restore to us everything that was lost and through us restore it to the world if we answer the call of discipleship. Now, the word worthy here may not actually be a great translation. In the, in the Greek, it says axios. And you all know your Greek, so I'll just move on to the next point. Just making sure you're still paying attention. So axios, it can mean worthy, but it can also mean suitable. So you, know, you, you might have seen, oh, Father, Father Colin is a priest. Is it, is it suitable for him to be, to be my altar servant? And I, you know, I don't think I'm worthy to have such an amazing altar servant. But the, but the word suitable, it kind of changes it, doesn't it? You could read it this way. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not suitable to be called my disciple. Now, th- this, for, for us in our society right now, this is a very you know, confusing thing because the, the family structure, for example, is flipped on its head. You know, the, the children are first, then your spouse, and then if we can, we'll get to church every once in a while. But why does this not work? Well, if you look at, at how families are, are doing in the last 20, 30 years, maybe even more, we realize that doesn't work. You have to have, if you're going to get married, if you think you're worthy, if you think it's suitable for you to be with the person that you're in love with, then you need to put God first. Because what does he say here? He says, whoever seeks to find his life will lose it. And if you go into marriage and you, and you think, you know, you're everything to me, they can't give you everything. I mean, I'm sure that your wife is, is beautiful. I'm sure your husband is, is, is handsome and virtuous, especially you. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding that you are, but I'm just saying but you're going to suck the life out of that person. But if you make God the center of your life, then no matter who you are, because your priorities are right, you become the right person for your spouse. And then your children, seeing the love that you have for each other, then they believe that they were created out of love. And then we realize why it's so important to get this suitable structure of reality right. 
Because whoever loses his life for the sake of the gospel will find it. And that's what we find. When we lay down our life to follow Jesus Christ, then we find that we have more than enough energy and strength to give ourselves away. It's in denying ourselves that we find ourselves to be the worthy gift that we're meant to be for others. So then he says, whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. That reveals to us the whole structure of discipleship, the whole nature of the gospel, of Catholicism. That we don't have anything in our life that's not a gift. Just, I mean, just like feel your heartbeat. Every single beat from your heart, it's, it's God's gift. You can't, you can't breathe without God keeping your breath flowing through your lungs. There's not a single part of my life that's not a gift. And so I need to receive him. And he says, when we receive a disciple, or when we receive Jesus, we're receiving the Father. That image and likeness that was lost is restored in the sacrificial gift, or receiving the sacrificial gift of a disciple of Jesus. And so, to be a disciple, another way, you know, in the Gospel of Matthew, I said it's, it's the Gospel that teaches us to, to listen to His Word. And so he, says, he mentions prophets. We, we need to receive His Word. And when we receive His Word, we're, we're students. A disciple is a student. It's, you're a learner. You're receiving from God. We don't even really know how to think until we know the Word of God. And when we get our priorities right, when we live that suitable, worthy life to call ourselves a disciple, and we both receive God's Word, and we give God's Word so others can receive it, then He promises one more thing. He promises the gift that he compares to drinking a cold glass of water. He says that whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink, because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. I remember 20 years ago when I was in college, I was kind of struggling with something, and I went and found a, a priest at the I went to Franciscan University, and I knocked on his door, and I could see he was really busy. And he, uh, he, you know, he, he immediately saw who I was, and I said, I, Father, I really need to talk to you. And he immediately shut his, his, his books. He was, I guess, grading papers, very busy priest, very good man. And, he, and I said, I'm sorry, Father, you know, I can come back later. And he goes, no, no, no. He says, I was ordained for you. Wow, this man is worthy of being called a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
I knew I could, whatever he was going to say to me in response to my problem, I could receive anything he said. And his, his words, the gift of his discipleship, the gift of his priesthood, was like a, a cold glass of water on a warm day in my struggles. And as I reflect on that, coming into St. John's, I, uh, I want to tell you that I was ordained for you. I wasn't ordained for St. Teresa's where I was before. I wasn't ordained for Woodbridge. I was ordained for you for these next years, however long I'm here. I am your priest, and I hope that you find me worthy. I hope that I preach the gospel in a way that you can receive, and I pray that I can be that cool glass of water of God's mercy for you in whatever way we interact. But I've been reflecting on the beauty of this church and realized that since it was only recently built, the people that built it must be even more beautiful. And so I I consider myself, even if I don't get to give myself to you as much as I would like, I consider myself to be very blessed with the gift of everyone in this parish. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.